You're listening to Breaking Formation, a podcast with your hosts, Jordan and Aaron. We are two former NFL cheerleaders using our platform to connect the pro dance community and redefine the word cheerleader one episode at a time. So this week, we interview Bria, who is a seven-year vet of the 49ers Gold Rush, and we both cheered with for a few of our years on the team. And she also did one year with the Golden State Warriors dance team. So she has a lot of super valuable things to say in the world of pro dance and knowledge in the industry. And she actually was my first big sis on the gold rush so she's she's definitely a special person to both of us yeah it only made sense to have bria as our first guest on breaking formation throughout the episode we cover a lot of different topics everything from you know your rookie year to growing up on a team and role models having that role model on you know a team and within you know your dance life and just you know breaking boundaries in regards to diversity within the pro dance and cheer industries so please enjoy our interview with Bria. All right. We've got Bria here. Say Woo! hi, Bria. Bria. <laughs> hi, everyone. So Bria is just, oh, where do we start with Bria, Jordan? I just, I mean, she's our first guest on our show. So I think that says yeah. a lot about her. <laughs> exactly. So clearly she's super special. She has quite the resume in regards to just pro dance I mean even like a super exciting professional resume as well which I'm sure we'll get to later but just in regards to her pro dance experience she had seven seasons on the 49ers gold rush uh, three of which I was lucky enough to cheer with her and was it four for you Jordan I guess it would have been four of your five years right four yes and she also just wrapped up her first and final season with the Warriors. Yes. But wait, we forgot to mention, like, within those seven years, like, what did she accomplish? Like, there was just so much. Like, it was Super Bowl your first season. And then you also ended your seven years uh, as Pro Bowl cheerleader. So we got lots to talk about, <laughs> lots of exciting things. So, Bria, do you want to... Maybe just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So let's start with a brief background of what got you to just audition for a pro dance team in the first place. Uh, yeah, you guys pretty much said it all. I danced for nine or for seven years, Warriors for one year. Um, but thinking back to when I first wanted to audition, I feel like I don't even really remember that first time I decided to audition for a team. I just knew that it was something that I've always wanted to do. Um, it was probably like my senior year of high school. I was like, yep, as soon as I turn 18, I'm auditioning. I'm going to make this team. I'm going to make the 49ers. And really the Niners were like the only team that I even wanted to audition for. I mean, Raiders was always like the second option, but I never actually auditioned for the Raiders, you know, when I didn't make Niners. Um, so yeah, I auditioned. When I was 18 years old, uh, back in 2011, I didn't make the team. And then I auditioned again in 2012 and I made the team and I did it until 2019. That's awesome. And wow, 2011, that's wild. And didn't... I know, almost 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That is like a decade ago. That's That's crazy. Insane. (laughs) I love it. After your first rookie season, I think you received an award, correct? I did. Oh my gosh, you're good. Um, I was most improved my rookie year. I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, like just I didn't know that actually. That's a new fun fact for me. But um, that's also what Jordan got your her first year, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of like Aww, how I always remember. That's a cool connection. <laughs> Connected. I know. So so Bria, um, did you dance in high school, or what is your like? Were you cheer? I feel like we might have talked about this before, but I honestly forgot. Were you were you cheer? Or yeah, not? I did a whole lot of everything. Honestly, oh, I feel like um, I think I took my first ballet class when I was like eight years old. I didn't really stick to it though, even that was kind of like where I first started. I always wanted to be a ballerina, um, so I got started that way. And then I actually tried out for like um, a Pop Warner team, which it was 
we did song Palm and competed like that. I think I did that first. (laughs) Yes. I think I, I think I was nine. I think I did it like right after ballet and I danced um, song Palm for that Park Warner team for, I think four years. Wait, what was the okay. um, the team name of the Pop Warner team? The team name, yeah, it was the <laughs> Selena Steinbeck Cubs and Tigers. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, cute! I think yeah, it was that. it was the best. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I got started. Um, I did that up until high school. We were competing, like I said, you know, USA jams. We did all those uh, those competitions growing up. Um, I took classes like recreationally, like at different dance studios. I mean, my hometown is not like super big on like, like studio dance. Yeah. Everyone does Pop Warner though. That's like kind of where we all um, get started. Not really, you know, trained in the studio. So I did have to like kind of have that ambition on my own to like ask my mom, please take me to a dance studio so I can get some formal training. Um, but I did in high school, I did cheer. I cheered for three years in high school. We were definitely just like, your typical like high school cheer team. We didn't really compete or anything. I'm not going to say we were terrible, but we definitely <laughs> weren't the best. Were you throwing people in the air? Like, were you stunting? Uh, no, I mean, we did that very little, but still oh, like, okay. the traditional like song palm, like, you know, cheer mixed with like jazz. I would say that's like kind of where, like what I've always grown up doing. Okay. And then in college, I took some, some classes here and there, uh, like a little bit before I made Gold Rush, but again, I made it when I was 19. So I was like still just fresh in college. So after a while, I just kind of stuck with Gold Rush. And then, yeah, so I've had an interesting upbringing, not like the, the typical path to NFL, NBA dancing. Yeah. So what made you decide NFL over NBA? I was just always a Niners fan, to be honest. Yeah. I just grew up and I I love the 49ers and I thought the cheerleaders were amazing and I would always like stalk them. Mind (laughs) you, back then it wasn't like we had Instagram or anything. So I was really just looking at the website, like back when, you know, you look at the roster, I remember certain girls would stand out, you know, I would read, yeah, the bios, it wasn't Instagram anymore. So I don't really know how much of the stalking I could have really done, but (laughs) they just always uh, like stood out to me really. So being a Niners fan and just like being obsessed with the cheerleaders, I knew I wanted to be on that team and, when I tell you I auditioned at 18, like I knew with all my heart I was going to make that team. And when I didn't, I was crushed because I went there that morning like, oh, I'm going to be on the team. This is this is what I'm going to do. So I don't know. I mean, when you have that, you have that drive. I mean, I made it happen, right? So yeah, you did. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I was I wanted to kind of touch on, you know, not making a team for the first year. You know, I obviously can relate to that. Um in, mm-hmm. in a, but it was in a completely different sense. So it always like is really interesting to me, like where people come from, like what backgrounds they're coming from, and what is like pushing them and motivating them to audition for each specific team. And for me, it was just kind of like, mm, like it was like in the back of my mind, but I wasn't like a deep rooted Niners fan. And so it's like when you you're you're fresh out of high school, you know, I were you already going to a college like straight out of high school or did you because I know you went to San Francisco State right yes uh, I did start though at a community college so I went to Hartnell College in Salinas I went there for maybe a year um, and I wanted this is back in high school I thought I was going to major in dance I didn't end up majoring in dance but I was kind of like you know, I want to major in dance. I'm going to go to my community college and take dance classes. But like jokes on me, there was no dance classes there. Oh no! So I ended up moving to San Francisco, went to City College of San Francisco, where oh. I was able to take a bunch of dance classes. And while I was doing that, I, I moved in spring of 20, 2012. And I made Gold Rush like two months later. So oh. I didn't really even really dive into the dance classes really. <laughs> and I ended up changing my major to language anyway. So oh, wow. well, I don't know. So- <laughs> it got me here though. It like totally okay. So, because I'm trying to like picture 18 year old fresh Bria out of high school, <laughs> like you know, lifelong Niners fan, and like not getting it your first season. Like it's even just like being in that world, like for a week, like kind of just wandering into an audition. Like I was so invested, and so I guess like what was your what like what did you change for that next year going into auditions like? do you think it was just like a little bit more maturity or what do you think was what got you like onto the team that second year trying out versus your first year? Well, uh, just to let you guys know, I didn't even make it to finals my first year. Really? I was only okay. there on prelims. I didn't make it to finals. Yeah. I got cut wow. at prelims. 
So I really didn't really get that experience of like, you know, stick around the whole week, you know, meet the coaches, meet the girls. I didn't get that. Um, so I like, I was crushed. I remember, like I said, I was, I thought I was going to make that team. So when I didn't, I remember being like, I'm never dancing again. This is not oh, for me. Like I was anti everything. And I was um, coaching the Salinas Alvarez Titans cheer team then. And I remember thinking like, I shouldn't even be their coach. Like I can't even make this team. Like I was so down on myself, oh, no. you know, dramatic 18 years old. Um, and I spent that year kind of like, um, I'm not doing that again. Like I can't take rejection. You know, it's my first big no. Um, so I really wasn't even planning on auditioning again for that team. But actually, let me go back because um, so I, when I auditioned, I didn't make it. I met this girl that also got cut and she told me, you know, I'm going to audition for Raiders next week. You should come with me, you know, if we don't make it. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I'll go with you. Scandalous. I didn't make it. And, yeah. You know, right. I know. I can't believe I'm telling a story. Just hop over the bay. <laughs> But, you know, and she was, she really wanted me to go with her. And I was, I just didn't want to audition for the Raiders. I didn't know. I mm -hmm. also, I just got cut. I was already down on myself and I just didn't want to even be on that team really. But, you know, I told her I would go with her. And I remember the night before um, the audition, back then Raiders had to wear a dress to the first day of auditions. Like there was oh, no dancing. It was just yeah. wear a cute dress. Yeah. I remember I went shopping all day before that because it was last minute. I got my dress. I was printing out my headshots like 2 a.m. I remember I was so last minute. And then I fell asleep. I woke up at like 10 a.m. I missed the whole audition. No way. I was like, I texted her. I was like, sorry, I overslept. <gasps> I was so sad. My it wasn't meant to be. Oh, my God. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy. Wow. I overslept on the audition day. So I didn't even audition for the Raiders. Um, but like I said, like, I was already pretty down on myself. So that whole year, I really wasn't, I really wasn't focused a lot yeah. on making the team because I didn't think I was going to audition. Oh. I mean, I did dance still at school here and there. Um, but really, it was, I want to say it was a couple days before Niners the next year or maybe even the night of I remember it being like a really close call and I everyone's like oh are you gonna audition again I'm like no I'm not doing that I'm not doing that but I remember I was actually I lived in San Francisco at the time and I was like you know what like I'm here right and I will do it like why not what do you have to lose right and I think I think I was sick I remember being like oh, I'm sick anyway I can't I can't I can't go and I want to say like two days before I was miraculously healed and I auditioned again <laughs> everything happens for a reason so so crazy because like and I went that day like you know my goal is just to make it now to finals like let me just go one step further because I you know I decided like let me change my mentality you know, let me not go in and think like I'm gonna make this team let me just maybe just improve for myself so I went in thinking like okay as long as I make it to the finals it'll be great and I was literally so surprised as I kept getting further and further and I'm telling you I still remember that feeling but when I saw my name on that roster for the first time, Aww. I could not believe it. Like I could not believe it from going from one year of like not making it to finals and then to making the team. Like it was, it was the craziest thing. It's still so weird to like look back and think about it. Right. I bet. It's just, yeah. I mean, isn't that wild? It's like, I feel like things always happen when like you've like just stopped trying so hard. Right. Like that's such like the yeah. case with like so many things in life. And I think, I mean, and what has kept like coming into my head, like as you're talking about just like the disappointment you felt after that first year auditioning is like, you know, you were born and raised like 49er faithful and like to audition for the Raiders, like you would be completely going against like, you know, literally yes. like the fan base is called the faithful. Like you can't <laughs> yes, you don't do that. You're right. <laughs> so like and, and it all like just worked out so poetically and I, I, I live for it. I yeah, know. I agree. It's so crazy. <laughs> So, okay, so you made the team when you were 19. And mm -hmm. what was it like growing up, quite literally, on the team? Like, what? <laughs> how, how do you think that shaped you? Yeah, like, so how, like, how is, like, the person, like, like, Bria yeah. who started compared to, like, the Bria who ended? I, I, thinking about that, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know who I would be if I wasn't on my team. I kind of don't even remember myself, you know, because really I was so young I was 18 years old you know and just I don't even know but I absolutely grew up on this team I feel like I learned everything about being an adult on this team I feel like 
meeting the people that I met, they pushed me to do better in school because I was just not really a school person really, you know, it took me forever to graduate, but I really truly think I wouldn't have graduated if it wasn't for this team because there's so many girls in this team that are just like so motivated and they're like goal getters and it's, yeah. it's almost just infectious. You can't not, you know, taste your goals when you have friends like that. If you're surrounded by these amazing people, you're automatically going to chase those craziest dreams. So I feel like I owe it to that team because I definitely wouldn't be who I am today at all. Snaps. That's just. <laughs> all right. So out of your whole seven years on the gold rush, who would you say was your biggest role model? Someone that you looked up to the most? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, okay, when you think of seven years, I met so many people, right? Like, I don't even think I can pick one person, like at all. I don't think I can pick one person. But I do feel like each each year I learn something from like different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say like role model wise, I always really like had a great relationship and really looked up to um, our coach at the time, Chris. I feel like she was just just like the definition of a good person. Right. And I feel like, yes, I learned something from everyone on the team. But I feel like, you know, even when you're younger and you have a coach, you look up to your coach, right? And I feel like that's what Kristen was for me. And she's just good people. And I feel like, I'll always look up to her. She just, uh, I could say so many great things about her, but I probably don't even have enough. But like I said, like I've learned something from everybody, but Kristen is like, you guys know, you guys oh, yeah. experience Kristen. Like, she's, yes, she's just amazing. And I just like definition of good people. Definitely a hard coach to, you know, to top. Like it just, it's like with, uh, well, and it's interesting too, because you started the team so young, which side note, I was convinced, like, after my first season auditioning that I didn't make it because I wasn't 21 yet. And I, like, completely wrote off, like, every other reason that it could have been. And then I get on the team and I find out, like, I got on the team when I was 18. I got on the team when I was 19. And then Caitlin walks in. I'm 18. Like, I'm like, okay, sweet. So I just was, like, it wasn't my time. So, like, it's take fine. that out of the equation. <laughs> exactly. But, um... I was talking to someone the other day about, you know, how, I mean, I coached some high, a high school team and they were saying like, yeah, like high school is so special because you have, you're able to have such like a deep or there's opportunity to have such a big impact on their lives and like who they become as people. And mm-hmm. that's like a hundred percent, like a part of, you know, what gold rush was for you. It's like, it's such like a transitional period of your life, like your late teens, like into like early adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's like, Agreed. just everything is changing so fast like you're learning so much about yourself and the world and you know I mean it's like you know it's it's such it's like best case scenario I think to be in like put into this room of women who you know some of which have like so many things figured out and then others like kind of need some guidance or mentorship and so it's yeah it's just yeah it's a great yeah and I would say like going, sorry, going back now that you guys, you know, you asked me about like, who, who are my role models? Like when you say, you know, mentorship and guidance, I think of like my very first year and I, I befriended girls that were a lot older than me and I, mm-hmm. they were the Fresno group, right? Oh, the I've Fresno heard about group. Like, I've, I've only heard like about the Fresno group. I feel like they're legendary. They are. I never, I never really met them, but I've heard of them. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I would say Taisha, Melissa, oh. Carmen, like those those Fresno girls that were like, to me, they were so much older than me. Now I'm like, oh, how weird that we're closer in age. Yeah. But I mean, then I just like, you know, they were so much older than me. They had so many years in the team. They taught me so much. They were all captains, all Pro Bowl cheerleaders. Like right. I had nothing but, wow. you know, amazing role models on Gold Rush to look look up to. And I'm like so thankful that they took me under their wings and we have great memories. And yeah, I just feel like I learned so much from that Fresno group. So when I think about, you know, people that, helped me on this team definitely as a 19 year old yeah they kind of taught me the ropes for sure no it's it's so funny you bring that up because I danced with Taisha Carmen had already um retired but um you know Melissa Melissa was my captain but um I remember Taisha was someone that I really looked up to my first year too and that was you Mm -hmm. know how many years later so it's yeah Yeah, shout out to Taisha if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) I'll make sure she listens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite it's like sisterhood. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. So what I really want to know about is, so, okay, so you cheered on the Gold Rush for seven seasons, and then you made the transition to NBA. Can you tell them yes. a little bit, like, what made you decide to go for Warriors? 
Yeah. I feel like Warriors was something that I kind of always had in the back of my mind that I kept pushing back, you know, like really I was so comfortable on the team on on Gold Rush because I did seven years, right? And once you do something for so long, it's like, this is me. This is what I do. Like, even if I did want to try something new, it's scary. It's like, okay, am I going to leave this comfortable, you know, shell that I have and go try over something where one, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. I don't know if I'm going to like it. But um, yeah, it's always been something that was in the back of my mind. So when I retired from Gold Rush, it was actually not, it was not something that I was even thinking about. It was not like I was leaving to go to Warriors at all. Like when I left Gold Rush, I made sure that I was leaving because I was done and I was fulfilled and I knew that I could move forward to whatever, you know, the next thing I was moving into. Um, so I actually, after months of being in off season, I took a dance class. It was uh, System Aware. Michelle Vaughn was in, in town teaching and I went by myself, which is like not really something I would do. <laughs> I remember I asked someone to go with me, but uh, she was like, oh, we have, we have a, a photo shoot for gold rush and I was like yeah. oh my gosh like the first thing that you know I wasn't a part of and I'm like oh, all my friends are busy oh um, so I was like I'll go by myself it's fine like I really wanted to see Michelle and take her class so yeah. I went by myself had a great time and um at the end of the class Hanny and Lizzie came up to me we were talking and Hanny and Lizzie are on Warriors and Hanny goes you saw this for warriors. And I was like, Oh girl, no, I'm done. I'm retired. I'm moving on from this dance life. I'm just here for fun. Kind of, yeah, kind of thing. Right. And freaking Hanny that stuck in my mind. I went home and I was like, Oh my gosh. Well, I maybe I for warriors. Like, you know, like it yeah. automatically she like brought back that feeling of like, Oh my gosh, it's something I've always wanted to do. Oh no, I'm scared. You know, like I just left this amazing thing. Like what if I don't make it? I'm going to look crazy. You know, like, you know, just all the things that then, we, we tell ourselves, you know. And then you're a rookie again to go from Pro Bowl cheerleader yeah. to rookie. That <laughs> Exactly. It, Wild. It's, just, it's new waters, you know, like I was so nervous, but I I couldn't get Hanny's voice out of my head. And I ended up um, reaching out to Emily, who is actually assistant coach on the Warriors, who I know through Gold Rush. E2K. And I told her, yep. hey, you know, yes. like I'm. I'm thinking about auditioning for Warriors. What do you think? And she calls me and she's like, do it, do it. Don't, don't think about it. Come oh to the prep class. God. She's like telling me all these things. And I'm like, Emily, are you crazy? Am I crazy? Like what's going on? I talked to her for so long. She was like, so encouraging yes. like, telling me to do it. Um, I ended up going to the prep class and I, I kind of like prefaced it to myself, like, okay, you're just going, you're going to have fun. See what it is. You might love it. You might hate it. Whatever. It's just a prep class. No harm, no foul. Right. And of course, I go there. It's the best day of my life. Oh. so much fun. It's great. I'm like, I'm meant to be here. Oh. So, and mind you, this was all like a week after I met Hanny. It happened so quickly. Then the auditions oh, yeah. were like two weeks later. It was so fast. Well, yeah. Well, when we were working at the same dance studio, and I feel like yes. you like offhand mentioned like maybe you were going to do it. And I like threw my audition outfit at you. Yes, and I was like, you, you need to wear this. I forgot about and that. you're making the tea. Jules by Joan. Yes. Jules by Joan. Karen did. <laughs> like was I on do. that I... floor. Yes. And she rocked it. Oh, I totally God. forgot about that. Yes. You really, you, you brought me that um, audition outfit. You're like. The black with the red and gold yep. sparkle. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was feeling confident too. That was. That was Shout out to you, Erin. Yes. Oh, and Jewel and Joan. Dance mom, Jewel yes, and Joan. Yes, <laughs> The best. I got so many compliments, by the way. So. Oh, love yes. it. Shout a, out to your mama. A showstopper, for sure. But also, like, you're a showstopper, so. It was a good pair. Yeah. <laughs> Great pair. I loved it. Loved it so much. So we go from seven-year vet, captain, pro bowl. <laughs> like yeah. literal leader of the pack to rookie again like that's such a crazy yes. transition and dynamic change and I mean it's also like a, a different world though right like NBA versus NFL mm -hmm. so so where do we even begin I mean so when I when I went into it like I knew it's kind of like same but different right that's kind of that's kind of how I went into it like I think I was putting that pressure on me of like oh you have to make this team like this is what you do and I felt kind of like the outside pressure, which I don't think it was maybe outside pressure. I think I was probably, you know, making it up in my head at the end of the day, hmm. but like, you know, it is the same, but different. Um, but I was pretty like hard on myself that whole entire audition process. It actually, it was like a training camp, but really it was very extended. Um, 
oh my gosh, I forget about like, training camp. Like yes, I, I can't even yes. imagine. Oh. <laughs> it was my first training camp ever. And let me tell you, I was struggling, but it was overall like that transition to go from being on a team for so long to being a rookie in a new environment. Like I really had to humble myself because, you know, you go from knowing the program, you know, like the back of your hand inside out, you could, you could do things with your eyes closed mm-hmm. to being like, okay, I need to take a step back. I don't know everything. I need to, you know, learn when it's time to learn, but also be confident in my abilities and know that, yes, I am, a, I might have a little bit more experience and that could help me. And I need to be confident in that um, experience that I have, you know, cause I, I'm not a true Ricky, you know, by, by the name of the rookie or the word Ricky, you know right. what I mean? So yeah. I feel like I needed to, you know, be humble, but also be confident in my expertise, which is obviously pro dance. And I feel like that took me a while. I didn't really get that mentality until well after training camp, because let me tell you, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Gosh, <laughs> emotionally, goodness. mentally, yes, physically. physically. Check, check, check. <laughs> that was my number one. That was hard. It was. Let's just like preface this with like Bria has like the ultimate brain for choreography. Oh, like she, really she can remember a routine from like 2008 like on the spot like blessing and a curse yes like she like here's the song and it's it's there like down to the and counts and like you in conversations that we've had like you have said that it was like the most challenged you'd ever been mm-hmm. with dancing and but it also was like you've never danced that well in your life mm-hmm. so yeah I guess like would you say that that was a hard transition because was there more routines with NBA versus NFL or were they just more intense choreographically? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, that's a good question. I would say maybe the, the amount of routines wasn't overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have issues with remembering the routines, I would say. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, there was, like, you know, there was a bunch of routines. We did repeats and things like that. So I don't think it was anything different from, like, Gold Rush of, like, the amount of routines. Yeah. I would say, like, just the energy you needed to have. Like, I feel like also, like, this year, this past year when I was in Warriors, like, I got, like, a, a new job. Literally the same exact week I made Warriors, I got a new job. So I feel like everything in my life was different. <laughs> where, where was your job and what are you doing? Because, you know, here on Breaking for we like to talk about how we do lots of other things as well as pro dance. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I um, when I was auditioning for Warriors right before I was teaching dance with Aaron and then the week of <laughs> I got a job at Google. I'm on contract at Google. I work as a program manager. Um, so I started that literally the week of audition so if you can imagine everything in my life was new at the time right like it was just nine to five new just getting trained getting information thrown my way and then from whatever seven to like 11 p.m I was at warriors training camp just you know just trying to stay alive (laughs) and then wait and then Bria was literally like the favorite teacher at the studio and so they were like writing her in to like teach a class like every night of the week and she was like yeah I'm sorry everyone I really don't want to disappoint you but I'm not a superhuman like you know like well I like oh my god like honestly you are a superhuman but like it it just was like there there was no there was no room like you you were you would have been like commuting to one of your 75 other obligations yeah no sleep and yeah yeah I, I never slept but like that transition of okay now like I have this new job I have this new gig with the Warriors like literally my whole day was just new and then not only am I being you know using my brain all day at work I go I go to Warriors and then we're like learning choreography cleaning choreography we're doing you know in the beginning we were like doing a lot of workouts and I was like physically exhausted and like not only did I have to drive two hours in, in Bay Area traffic after work I had to dance until like 11 o'clock at night so like I feel like I was having an outer body experience. I was so happy to be there. Like this great dream, you know, this great accomplishment. But I was physically just so tired. Like I couldn't I could I felt like I couldn't give my all. It was so hard for me because I felt 
I felt like it was something that I wanted, but I just was so overwhelmed all the time. And, yeah. and it took me a very long time to get in the groove where I was like, all right, I have energy now. But even even towards the end of the season, I was still struggling. <laughs> to get how that did you not get sick like every day? Like, how did you not like just fall ill? Right. I, I have no idea by the grace of God. That's literally how I made it because your girl was struggling. That's like the only <laughs> word I could use. So what did you think as far as like difficulty level? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say the dances were just like more intricate. You, you use your whole entire body, like, and I'm a tall person. You got to get low for the shorties. Oh like, I God. feel like I was we dancing in a full plie the whole entire time. And I feel like you know, on on NFL, you're wearing at least Gold Rush. We wear those boots. You know, you're wearing sometimes you're wearing a skirt. So like. A lot of the movements are very uppity and kind of like more place and controlled. Whereas warriors, you're wearing tennis shoes, you're able to get down. So you're on the you're court, to, you're going to be getting down. You know, there's nothing yeah. holding you back where you have to play it safe. So I feel like it was just physically, the dances are just more demanding, but they're fun. And I feel like we got to do so many, so many different styles. It was so fun. We just, yeah. we did ballroom. Uh, we did yeah, like a Chicago right. piece. You know? That's like, I mean, and that's like one of the things about Warriors too is like that that team is known for being so impeccably clean and like like down to the hair whips, right? Like mm-hmm. just everything is like spot on. And I was gonna say, like, so <laughs> not only are you just going one hundred and ten percent in your professional career outside of dancing, but you're going and like you're drilling the same thing over mm-hmm. and over. And what, from what I've heard about, you know, the, the coaching staff is like, they're not, they don't beat around the bush. Like there's no time to like, you know, be nice about it. Mm -hmm. They're straight up front. And so it's like, it takes such like a mental strength and like, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's such like a, a, I mean, I don't even know like what I totally strength just doesn't, like it doesn't even yeah like encompass like what I'm trying to say but it's like just that perseverance like to just live your life and then also like still have fun you know while being so tired like but that that also is just like a comment on your passion for this and you know just like how much you love what you're doing so Mm -hmm. I I feel like you know I would look at warriors like you like you said like iconic NBA dance team right like so clean everything is just so sharp and everyone is doing the same exact move and until I joined the team I didn't I didn't understand how much work that took the amount of cleaning that I was I was actually taken back like the first time we cleaned the routine I was like oh they're they're wondering where my thumbs are going you know I'm used to dancing (laughs) with palms I'm like I haven't thought about my thumbs in years I haven't thought about my thumbs in years seriously they're they're going to little little like details that you don't even think about kitty corner like yeah. it's just it's just wild and so that's that was actually a big transition for me because we clean dances but I feel like nobody cleans dances like the Warriors dance team nobody and but that well, is what makes them so makes yeah. us so good and our, like you said our coaching staff they are like top of the line like I have nothing yeah. but good things to say about each of them like they hold yeah. you accountable which yes they are tough but at the end of the day this is a job you need to be held accountable mm-hmm. you know your stuff nobody wastes uh, each other's time also you know we only had a little bit of time at our practices we all yeah. go to work go to school and only have this short amount of time that they hold you accountable you know your teammates are there we're all working hard no there's no one slacking and they make sure of that and I think that's what makes the program so amazing and everyone is happy at the end of the day because our product is amazing we have great people and I really truly think that like the coaching staff is a one for sure definitely starts from the from the top and works its way down that's for sure mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and I mean you know it there's a reason you know the Warriors are known for being so spot on and clean and amazing like it it, it starts with the management and starts like from the top exactly how Jordan said it trickles down and then I mean mm-hmm. the other thing is, is like just in general on a f- basketball court you you can't really get away with the amount of mistakes that you might be able to get away with on a football field, right? Yes. It's like we're so much more spread out, so much further away. <laughs> you can't hide. Yeah, exactly. There's no hiding <laughs> on a court with a team of what, 16 versus 40. So yeah, it would be, we had small numbers. Like I think the first game that I danced at, I remember telling myself, I was like, Oh my gosh, 
you're exposed. There's no way that like, no matter where you stand in the formation, someone can see you. Cause it was sometimes, you know, 15 girls, we did have 21, but it was just, I felt so exposed. Can't pick the wedgie. No, you can't, you can't stumble. You know, there's times where I tripped and like everyone saw, I was the only person they saw. Like, (laughs) was there a favorite routine on the Warriors that you, that you got to perform? (laughs) Yes, I think most people know my favorite routine, um, but it was to the song um, "The Way You Move" by Outkast. Okay, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. Ah. I just love that song. I love a good throwback, and it was so chill. Like you look at it, and you're like, okay, it's 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 just like kind of slow, even. But like honestly, you're dying, can't breathe. You know, it's like so hard. Literally, not an easy routine. But when you watch it from the outside, you're like, oh, such a vibe, so chill, and inside I was dying but yeah that's how you know that you're doing it right you know making it look effortless <laughs> right because I was it was not effortless <laughs> but yeah definitely my favorite routine what was your favorite routine from Gold Rush and I know you remember all of choreographies Ooh. So. Ooh. Ooh, that's a hard one from Gold Rush it's been a lot I know over seven years worth how do you oh think? my gosh uh, can I pick like a first half and a second half maybe oh yeah that's fine so my first year yeah it was definitely my first year it was a sideline choreographed by Lindsay Rosenberg um it was to gotta get loose tells you what 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 year this was right by little mom and Chris Brown (laughs) it was such a fun (laughs) such a fun one I say that's probably like one of my favorite routines that we did then again I have so many um and then from my like later years I feel like we had so many good ones did you like pumps and a bump Oh, there you go. There you go. There it is. There it is. You, you know it. Were we in the same line that year? Yeah, I think so. I actually really liked that routine. Tony G. Tony G. Yeah. Tony yes. G. Okay, Tony I'm, G. I'm not even going to lie. I did that dance like probably a month ago because I found the music. and I, <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> and it was great. I had so much fun. Yeah, number one routine, Pumps and a Bump by Tony G. It's just, I love a good old school groove. That was also yeah, a vibe. That was that good. That was a good one. I love that so much. He choreographed some good stuff that was like, it just like made sense. You know, it wasn't too like everywhere. And, and, you know, it just like made sense. It hit. So good. Oh my gosh. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that dance. Let's all relearn it. I don't even remember it. Yeah. Let's have Bria teach us because she doesn't need to relearn it. You know, actually, fun fact, (laughs) I did some of that choreo in my Warriors uh, solo. Did you really? (laughs) Oh my God. I actually did it. I was like, let me do my favorite choreo ever. Oh, pump to the pump. No joke. I'll show you. Jordan, you came to watch me. You, Yeah. I was just like sitting there just like, oh, this is so fun watching. <laughs> so, okay. Back to Niners. So your first year, like we briefly mentioned before, you went to the Super Bowl. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I went to Super Bowl in 2013. It was the 2012-13 season. Super Bowl 47 against the Ravens in New Orleans. Um Yeah, I remember my dad telling me, you know, like, you don't realize how lucky you are. Like, some girls, I'm sure they have, they go their whole career without making the Super Bowl. And here you are going your rookie year. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. But I feel like I didn't really understand how cool it was, you know, like I did, but I didn't. Now looking back, I'm like, that was amazing. And I feel like it was so long ago that I kind of don't even really remember it. And I don't really have photos because... Like I said, like Instagram was, I barely got an Instagram right, that year. Yeah. It was yeah. like 2013. Like it was like the ancient time. I'm almost positive. Like people had digital cameras. Like I, I do have some photos on my old laptop, like that people sent. Like I'm pretty sure we had actual like, digital like cameras. In like, <laughs> like awesome. the camera pick in the mirror. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. I, yes. So I feel like I don't really, like I have memories, but you know, I have to really think about some things. Um, but it was amazing. Like we did lose. I mean, you guys know that feeling. It kind of like it's kind of like bittersweet, right? Like we you're know so, it. Yep. You're, you're such a great week, but like, uh, it's like you don't win the game, but then you look back and it's still you're still so thankful and you still had great memories. But it's like, oh, I wish I wish I could have got that W. But feels the deal, yeah. yeah. But I mean, geez, you guys were in you guys were in New Orleans. Like that's like such a prime location too. Yeah, like I it was so I fun. Didn't the power go out? Or the was that another? Go out. Beyonce. Beyonce? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beyonce. So wait, what happened? Um, actually, it's funny because I remember everyone was saying, oh, the power went out. Like, how dark was it? Like, did what did you do when the power went out? And I kind of remember, I think I said, 
did it get darker? Because it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't that dark in there, to be honest. Like, I think I, yeah. I had to ask, did it get darker? Or is it just me? And then obviously the scoreboard was out and then it was just kind of like quiet. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was just a weird, like awkward pause. We were just kind of standing there. There was no music. Uh, the Ravens cheerleaders, you know, they're cheerleader cheerleaders, but they were like throwing people up and like they're, you know, people were cheering because they're like, they're entertaining the crowd and we're just kind of standing there, hands on the hips, like we need some music because there's nothing we can really do. I think we did like maybe a let's go nine or kind of situation. Um, but it was pretty brief from what I remember. It wasn't like anything yeah. super, super crazy. That's crazy. Well, Good time, so. And then we were in our last year, so. Yeah, you, know, guys, yeah. you guys get it. We closed yeah. it out, and then you, like, opened it up with the Super Bowl. There you go. Yeah. And then we just, like, you know, I it's funny because I do think, like, it's cool, like, that I got to go at all. But I'm, like, oh, if I stayed one more year, maybe I could have, like, opened and closed. But, hey, it wasn't a Super Bowl. <laughs> I've thought about that, too, for you, to be honest. That yeah. would have been pretty, pretty legendary. But, I mean, but you had a pretty lose. one a run in general, so. But yeah, and then it's like to lose twice. Like you didn't right. need that. You didn't yeah. need that. Like <laughs> no one deserves. To no lose. one needed that. And lose I don't need to twice. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So Bria, um, NBA and NFL all included. Do you have uh, a game that was your favorite game? favorite game favorite game I mean I feel like there's so many amazing games like I remember the very last game at Candlestick Park was so great like that was such a like the end of an era um I remember the very first game at Levi Stadium I forget that you were there for like that whole transition like that's like a super cool part of your seven years experience too Bria did you actually know that I was a fan at that game at the last oh. game, I rode a candlestick. My family were really big Niners fans, but I had never gone oh. to a game, and that was my first and last game, the last game at Candlestick. And wow. that was the pick at the stick with Navarro yeah. Bowman, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I feel like, you know, like, I, okay, so I feel like I'm not doing great at answering this question, but I would say <laughs> the last game at Candlestick, first game at Levi's, and then obviously the game where I was announced Pro Bowl cheerleader. I feel like those are, like, the three games that really, like, stand out to me. Like, you know, like those, I feel like I can't pick one. It's just so many games. And then on Warriors, I feel like my very first game, because I remember like just having like an outer body experience of like, oh my gosh, this is mm-hmm. so fun. <laughs> so yeah. those are kind of my answers. Those are my favorite games. Wow. Okay. So then what about your worst game experience? <laughs> Do you have anything for that? I know we all have yeah. our worst games, but. Yeah. And I feel like disclaimer like I'm just dramatic it wasn't terrible I still had a great time um but December 8th 2013 49ers versus Seahawks cold front in San Francisco 30 degrees coldest day of my entire life uh wearing a sporting uniform like I remember shivering and it was also junior gold rush oh gosh and I felt so bad for those children my niece was three at the time and she was participating and I just remember looking at her before we walked in the field. I was like, are you ready? And she was silent. She was frozen. All the little kids were crying. Like, it was so cold. We couldn't, like, we were dancing. Your niece is, yes. is like a little teeny little, it's still teeny at like 10. Like, Imagine her at three. Yes. It's like, yes. no. It was, it was the actual coldest day of my life. I had um, hand warmers in my palms, in my boots. I remember I wore nylons on my arms to try to help, but my nylons were cut wrong. So they were chasing my under, my underarms. Like it was just like, it was a terrible time. And there was like grown men in the crowd with blankets and hot chocolate. Like they were cold and everyone's wearing actual clothes, you know, and we're smiling, teeth chattering. It was the coldest (laughs) day of my life. December 8th, 2013, 49ers versus Seahawks. We did beat the Seahawks though. I remember that. Yes, <laughs> at the very least, you pulled out a W. Yes, coldest day ever. I have pictures. I'll show you guys. It's wild. Wow. Wait, did you say it was forty degrees? Did I hear that correctly? Thirty. Three zero. Thirty. Oh yes. my gosh. I I'm telling you, it was so it was cold like all week in San Francisco. 
and it was just and if you have been to Candlestick Park like it gets cold yep cold like that wind in in San San Francisco Francisco. yeah 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 (laughs) insane well and it it just it sounds like it just had the absolute opposite issues that Levi's does like where we just bake in the sun exactly so and I because you were saying it's junior gold rush and to me junior gold rush is well let's get ready to dance on the surface of the sun like so it's like that's worse I don't know maybe we should start a poll who who would rather be freezing versus hot I don't know I would say like you experienced both Bria because I personally would rather be cold but I also have never danced in 30 degree weather so I feel like, you know, it'd be okay to be cold if we had the right uniforms. <laughs> we don't true. have that. You know, we just have our it's regular true. short uniform with the, with the jacket that's like paper thin. Like if we were dressed, you know, appropriately, like that'd be great. Because I've talked to, you know, my purple sisters that like actually cheer in the snow and they like right. they have Uggs and like actual like parka or something like they're they're ready (laughs) i remember talking to some of the chiefs cheerleaders at super bowl and they were like Mm -hmm. they were just like i wish i remember specifically like what they said but they they were talking about how like vaseline like on your feet or something keeps you like from like going numb it's like something like some weird trick that like we just never had to think about like yeah and and it was like i mean they have like team snow boots like the whole Mm -hmm. deal they're straight up outside like in the snow cheering and see like then I feel like bad complaining because I I think I've actually mentioned this um to the girls that I know at Pro Bowl actually my girl Kayla from uh, the Philadelphia Eagles who you know Philly gets very cold she's like laughing at me because like I'm saying it's 30 degrees like lol 30 degrees and actually our um I guess I talked about how bad that game was our group chat is actually titled December 8th, 2013, 49ers versus Seahawks. <laughs> That's what Kayla <laughs> made our group chat name uh, because she clearly thought it was funny that I complained about 30 degree weather uh, because, you know, clearly she knows That's an what everyday thing. I don't. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, on the topic of Pro Bowl and sisters, do you want to maybe touch on how that experience was for you and in, in regards to like, I guess like, I'm interested to know how you felt going in and how you were like surprised by your experience. Was it what you expected or like, how was all of that for you? Yeah. um, I feel like everyone tells you, Oh, it's so amazing. It's going to be the best week of your life. And I feel like you can hear that, but until you really get it and like you experience it, you just don't understand how amazing it really is. And I know everyone's experience is different. um, But I truly felt like, I don't even know how I don't even know how I was able to like love these people in like what seven days like not saying that I'm not capable of that but you know what I mean like just seven days of knowing people I feel like I've known them my whole entire life like that was an amazing group of people and I was it's so crazy because I just like you know like life works out in different ways and I just feel like we all individually were meant to know each other and yeah. I can say, like, I have, like, I can have a conversation with any one of those girls, and it would just feel like, you know, we haven't skipped a beat. They were all so unique, and I feel like that year, it was just something special. And if, if you ask anyone that really experienced that Pro Bowl, the, the diversity of that team was just unheard of, and it was just yeah. really history in the making, and I was so happy to be a part of that. It was just... I can't even have, I can't even like say the right words, you know, it was just, yeah. Yeah. it was, it was well, amazing. I, just, at least. <laughs> I remember that post hit uh, the black girls cheer page and I was like, <laughs> oh, cause she, cause I think whoever runs that account, I don't know her name, but she was mm-hmm. saying that like she went to Pro Bowl or something where she was like the only one. Mm-hmm. And then, you yeah. know, like however many years fast forward, like it's like so much better representation. Like still, I mean, you know, we can be better, but like, that's just, I, I mean, that's awesome that you got to be a part of that for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I do remember hearing something. Was it Ron? Yes, Ron Callum. And so does, I mean, I think he plays like a major role in like kind of bringing everyone together and like kind of like forcing yep. everybody to 
just be super real like from the beginning right like or just yeah. I, I don't know like you you know you got the right the right idea Ron definitely is you know he makes teams better and he definitely he's technically the director of the Pro Bowl cheerleaders so he's involved hands-on but oh, I wow. actually remember I remember him saying that this was like I want to say the first group where he didn't have to come in and make us a team that we already came in as a team because you know social media mm-hmm. and we have a group me and we literally weeks before Pro Bowl even happened we were like so who wants to talk about their game day experience you know <laughs> let's take turns you know just sending like paragraphs back and forth to each other so I feel like we got to know each other you know before we, before we actually yeah. got to um Pro Bowl so they did say that this team was very meshed before we even got there so awesome. that was really wow. great it was just it was a special team and really like having seven uh black women on the Pro Bowl cheerleaders is like an amazing thing and even like beyond that like the girls themselves all of us like everyone was just so unique and so sweet and genuine and I feel like that just was really like a huge highlight of my career as NFL cheerleader and I can't think of really a better way to go out because I left with just like this huge appreciation of like what I do I just love that so much because I don't know like I feel like whenever I get into conversations with people and it comes out that like, oh, I cheer for the 49ers. Some weird comment comes around at usually that's like, oh, well, ooh, awkward. Like I'm a Raiders fan or I know someone on the Warriors team or mm-hmm. I know someone who cheers for the the Raiders. And it's just like, but yeah, I like I probably know them and I'm probably their friend like type yeah. of thing. Right. And mm-hmm. So like Absolutely. there was there's never it's not like a like a oh like we're enemies because yeah. our, there's no our football team played yeah mm-hmm. played each other last week so that's really no cool. none of, like none at all there's no rivalry like I mean obviously there's some teams like you know Seahawks I'm not a huge Seahawks fan for obvious reasons but like <laughs> Jessica the Seahawks Pro Bowl cheerleader like that's my girl like I would never like it just doesn't exist you know it's all it's all for right. fun and games really at the end of the day exactly. all the game it's fun and games and then at the end of the day you know like there's no rivalry amongst the girls everyone is great and at the end of the day um and for those who are listening and you know don't really know anything about nfl cheer and or any of that pro bowl each year one girl is selected or one team member i should say is selected um from each team depends i think some teams the coaches select correct Mm -hmm. directors yeah everyone's different Mm -hmm. and so one person from the team is selected to represent their team at the pro bowl it's like obviously so that's rare to be selected as pro bowl because you know generally there's only i mean there's only one girl that goes from each team every year that's just how it works and then the other thing that's super rare is to encounter other cheerleaders on the job like you really only get to experience that if you're pro bowl or if you go to super bowl because as mm-hmm. nfl teams and nfl rules say they uh they don't allow visiting cheer teams on the field right so it's only home field cheerleaders at any given mm-hmm. game unless it's the super bowl or the pro bowl do you remember like any of like the careers of your pro bowl sisters like anything that like stood out to you as like wow like how does she do that yeah, there was, a, there was a lot. There was a lot of teachers, which I feel like is very common mm-hmm. for cheerleaders. And I think that's because we are, like, people that just are good deep down, you know, good yeah. good people that love to help others. So I think that's why a lot of us go into uh, the teaching field. Um, I know, totally. um, I think Elena from the Panthers, I want to say she did, I think she did a lot of charity work, a nonprofit. Oh, wow. I think she worked for a nonprofit. So I thought that was interesting. Sorry, Elena, if I got that wrong, but I'm almost positive. Um, <laughs> Candace from the Redskins, like if you haven't looked up what Candace does, like she's she's amazing. I can totally picture her, and I've never even met her before. Yeah, yeah I think she's like a software engineer. Like she's she's, she's a software she's, engineer. Wow. Yeah, she's a beast. Uh, Candace, uh, Johnny. I think Johnny. at the time she was a college dance team coach. Like. Yes. Everyone has like their own careers. We have a lot of, uh, I think Gia from the Broncos, she has her own dance studio. It's just, everyone is wow. doing like amazing things. It's just, mm-hmm. you would, you'd be surprised because like you said, you know, a lot of people, I don't know, actually, I don't know if you said it, but I know we've talked about it, but like a lot of girls 
get that question of like, oh, you, what else do you do? You do something outside of cheer and it's like the careers that people have will shock you. Yeah. Because oh, they're, okay. you know, they're just these amazing humans that are so smart and have so many layers to them. They're not just dancers. Yes. 100%. So Bria, how do you think that you are breaking formation, breaking stereotypes? How would you answer that question? Yeah. Um, I think, okay, so kind of going back to, you know, I was telling you when I found out um, about Warriors Auditions after talking to Hanny, um, one of the first things that came to my mind was, oh, oh no, like I have braids right now because after Gold Rush, you know, I decided to get braids because, you know, it's been some years since I was able to do something that I want to do with my hair. So um, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like one, it's hard to dance with braids, but two, like, can I audition with braids? Like that was like a gen, like a genuine question I had. And yeah. when I um, talked to Emily about wanting to go to the prep class, I, I did say, uh, you know, I have braids right now. Is that okay? And she's like, yeah, of course it's okay. Like just come. Like she kind of like couldn't believe that I, that I asked that, but I was like genuinely wanting to know, is that okay? And I think it's just, it's something that has never really been talked about, especially in NFL. Like I never once asked, can I have braids? I probably didn't really want them either, but I mean, you know, it's not something I asked. It's not something I saw. And so there's like this unspoken thing of like, you need to blend as a black woman. Obviously your hair is not going to be like the others, but you need to do your best. So that means what a weave, a wig. That means something to make yourself look like what you see these NFL teams are portraying as ideal cheerleader, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's more so now you see different looks, but especially back like in 2010, 2011, when I was first looking at these teams, you just saw a lot of blondes and um, in straight hair, long hair, you know? So I feel like Black women that come into this, uh, this world, they know without even being told you need to get a weave in your head because you cannot show up with your natural hair or even just like a protective style that maybe you would feel comfortable with. Maybe that's easy and more manageable. You, you have to blend. So like I said, it's like an unspoken thing, right? So I I went to the prep class um, and I went with my braids and let me tell you, it was hard to dance with braids. They were smacking in my face, but I did it. Um, and I was still, and they were just, I mean, you look so bomb. Like, I mean, you yeah. look bomb with all your hairstyles that you've had since I've known you, but like, oh my gosh, like your braids are show stopping. I, you know, I love them. They're, they're so fun, but dancing, I was, I was kind of like self-conscious of like, is this going to keep me from making this team? Like, are they now looking at my look versus how I'm dancing? And I remember Emily after the prep class coming back to me saying she talked to Sabrina and she, she likes them. She thinks they're great. I should definitely keep them. And I was like, are you serious? Like, I was not expecting that. In my, and I think I even told her, like, are you sure? I'll take them out. Like, I'll figure something out by whatever, you know, the audition date. And she told me, no, keep them. And so, you know, you get your look. Once you make the team, you get your look. And I remember being like, like my jaw dropped when I saw that Sabrina printed out a picture of someone with braids. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm keeping, I'm keeping my braids. And she said something like, you know, like, this is how you came in. This is how you feel comfortable. This is yeah. you. Why would we change that? Oh. And I just remember, like, I was just, I was just so surprised. And I feel like for me, that was just a, that was a way. I guess that I was breaking formation. And like, you know, there's especially being in the Bay. Like, there's a bunch of young black girls that are looking at the Warriors dance team that maybe are at Chase Center at the game. Um, mm-hmm. and I've actually gotten some messages from some girls of like, you know, I want to try out for the Warriors dance team. And I look at their page and they're like young black girls with braids in their mm-hmm. hair. And it makes me feel so proud because I wish that I had that, that representation because representation totally matters. You know, like, thankfully I'm kind of that is- girl that tries anything pretty much, you know, but like, yeah. what about people that, you know, really just need one person that looks like them, you know, and, and to know that you can be beautiful with braids, with whatever, whatever hairstyle you want, something that's natural for you, you don't have to get a weave. And I feel like this year, I was so happy. And honestly, the braids were so hard to dance with. But (laughs) well, I remember talking to you about it. It's like, yeah, it was was different. And 
something you weren't used to. Yeah, exactly. And it was so hard. And I do, I mean, I think like the touching on the, the point of the unspoken kind of like assumption that, you know, you have to have a more smooth looking hairstyle or a weave or a wig or what, what have you. Um, I think it's also like you, it, 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 it's reflective of the time that you started in the pro dance world. Of course, like we're obviously, it was, it was almost a decade ago, like we were talking about earlier. And then it's also, you were so young, like, and, and you don't really have like, or I mean, you know, you've said you, you grew up on gold rush. So I'm sure like your sense of identity was like, I will be whatever you want me to be. Like what, what, what do you want me to be? And, and I think like, it's, it's a, it's totally a privilege, like from like coming from a perspective of someone who never had to worry about the like texture of your hair or how that looks. And if that's going to make or break your spot. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. and I think like how we move forward, like, you know, there's lots of things going on in the world right now that I think are pushing us in the right direction. But I think another huge step is just having conversations about it Mm -hmm. and, how representation is just so important like with with anything but especially with pro dance where so much of how we are known is based on image it's like how do we make sure that that includes everyone and make and makes the point of saying we're beautiful because we're different right Right. it's it's like it's it's the beauty is within the diversity and within like just coming together over like a shared passion and a shared love for the craft and the sport and what we're doing out there on the field. Yes, I agree. 1000%. Yes, girl. Preach. Wow. I literally teared up though, when you were talking about representation, because it's so true. It's it's like, it's like, honestly, like, I don't know. I mean, well, and to, to be honest, like I auditioned my first season, I guess I did have my curly hair, but I had extensions in and then mm-hmm. I obviously made the decision to straighten it, which was then, you know, made to be my look. And I was completely cool with having that be my vibe for my first three years. And, you know, it, I kind of had a, a moment where it it didn't feel like me anymore. And I kind of felt mm-hmm. like I really wanted to embrace just you know my literal roots like my curly yeah. hair was yeah and it's beautiful just di- thank you and I mean it was it was just kind of like begging me to like just give it a break right but I wasn't done dancing and you know it is kind of ridiculous that I like had to have a conversation like oh I'm gonna chop all my hair off like is this still okay but I will say like mm-hmm. our our director and our coaches were so like once I did like you know let go of that like unspoken like I want I don't want to like be a bother. I don't want to like say something and have them think I'm not grateful or, you know, whatever. Like, w- but, like when I let go of that fear and just ask mm-hmm. like, Hey, I really need to do this. Like, is that okay? Our coaches were super supportive and they were like, of mm-hmm. course, like this is not going to make or break you making the team. Like yeah. it never would. And, and so I think it also is just, I don't know. It, it's, it's about like finding that confidence within yourself and then like having it, just mm-hmm. exude on the outside and all in all forms of just being genuine and being yourself yeah yes so, I agree and how you and and I guess like expressing that through like your hairstyle is like such a big part at least for women like in mm-hmm. and especially as as pro dancers so absolutely I I think like I said like it was it was the biggest struggle in my life to dance with braids but what kept me going was that I, I know that it needed to be done. It needed to be, you know, right now we're like normalized wearing braids as a professional dancer. Like I know that needed to be a thing. So yeah, I was right. definitely and it's like, I want to, I want to be like, yeah, it was a statement, but I'm like, Oh, but it shouldn't be a statement, but it yeah. was, but yeah. let's make it a statement now. So it doesn't have to be a statement later. Yes, right? It's just going to be, Absolutely. yes, it's just going to be. We're so snapping. Bria, what is next for you? What's your Ooh. next move? That's a that's a hard question because I feel like I don't even know what's next. <laughs> I know twenty twenty. Who does right? I just moved to LA, so that's that's kind of what's happening for me as far as what I'm gonna do here while living in LA. I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. 
it's in God's hands at this point. I'm taking it um, day by day, really. I'm still working. Um, definitely don't want to say goodbye to dance forever. Um, I do think, though, that my professional like, sports dancing is done. I believe that yeah. chapter is closed. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to like having dance in my life in some way, shape, or form. I feel like I'm going to always be a dancer. I'm always going to be Bria the cheerleader. I feel like that's just kind of mm-hmm. who I've always been, even when I was like nine years old, right? So somehow, some way, I want to definitely like stay in the dance world. But as far as professional sports dancing, definitely going to close that book. Yeah, I mean, I think after after eight years, you, you're you're allowed to hang up those those palms and say that was me, and I had a great time for sure. Yeah. You've accomplished yeah. a lot. Yes. And it's not over. It's a new chapter. New chapter. Yeah. And it, it'll always be a part of you and a part of your identity oh, sure. and your story. Absolutely. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Bria. Thanks for coming and being our first guest on our show. Yes. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. And I'm so proud of you guys. I feel like, you know, I remember mm-hmm. when you both were rookies. Erin, you were actually my little sister. I know we didn't talk about that. How Rio was my first sister on the team. I remember Jordan at auditions. Like I remember you guys when you guys oh, were were young ones and little seedlings. Um, yeah, I feel Aaron, you were you were even in my line. We stood right next to each other. It's just we did. It's so crazy. I just remember you guys and I I'm just so proud of how far you all have come and you guys have grown up. I know we're not that far in age, but like I feel like you guys have grown up to beautiful to be beautiful women and so accomplished and chasing your dreams so I'm really proud of you guys keep going I know this podcast um, has potential to do something really great and I'm going to be getting all my friends excited about it I promise I'm your number one cheerleader oh thanks thank you Bria you were just I mean there was like I don't even think like we had like an argument for who the first guest was going to be it was just like like, Bria Bria. but yeah we knew someone that can thank you so much (laughs) <laughs> yes well it's just you know you have there's so much to talk to yeah. you about and like just you have so much amazing experience and input so thank you so so much of course i appreciate it thank you so much for listening if you haven't already be sure to hit subscribe to breaking formation podcast on all listening platforms and Follow us on Instagram at Breaking Formation Podcast. And if you have any questions or want to reach out, please feel free to email us at breakingformation at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at BF Palmcast. Thanks for listening.